You beautiful human animals, welcome to the table for fun, health, and more. We'll dig into behavior and living right with some laughs and hopefully a little insight. This is Better Health and World. I am Matt Crocombe Jr. at Matthew J. Better, a personal trainer and credentialed writer exploring how to maximize every day of the human experience. And I'm here as usual with fellow health enthusiasts, Joe Newbauer, also our resident MMA historian at Joe Knows MMA. How we living, everybody? And Gabrielle Tambowin, our in-house nursing student at Gabby underscore T. What up, guys? Hear them and me. Also, you rookie fight fans and seasoned vets of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts on Better Fight Casts, your tightest coverage of the purest, bestest sport you can follow. Get that and this on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Now, let us dig into the purest and bestest everything and anything else right after this word from legal. Although Matthew Pokemo Jr. is a certified personal trainer, he is not acting in this capacity on this program. All information presented here is strictly for educational entertainment purposes. Furthermore, should he reference another person, program, or piece of literature, he is not necessarily endorsing every position or opinion that entity might represent. Please consult the appropriate medical professional before making any serious changes to your diet or lifestyle. Boom! Thanks, Legal. Well, guys, how are we living? We were talking about chili before the mic went hot. Yeah, I made some fresh. The chili itself was uh, nice and healthy, right? What was yeah, it? I mean, uh, all I put in it, I mean, off the top of my head, I just made up a recipe. Just threw a bunch of stuff in a crock pot. Just used turkey meat. Yeah. Um, instead of ground beef, of course, which is a big substitute for chili. And chili, yeah. even with the ground beef, probably isn't as bad yeah. as other things. But Well, I'm always an advocate of having, you know, you. I mean, the, the lean turkey is great sometimes but it's also okay to have the full fat stuff mm-hmm. if it's you know you just gotta moderate moderation yeah so yeah but both of those are excellent for chili and it's nice to mix things up even, mm-hmm. you know so turkey yeah is i nice used a straight pace. lean ground turkey mm-hmm. um onion about two medium onions i shredded mm-hmm. them yeah and some lots of garlic fresh garlic nice Use that. Garlic's uh, excellent for you. It's mm-hmm. got all kinds of health benefits. Yeah. It's one of the very few, like, zero calorie, zero consequence. Onion also is like mm-hmm. the other one, like garlic and onion. Like, in theory, you can eat as much as you want. I mean, yeah. people might, might not want to be around you. I love onion and garlic. They're both excellent. <laughs> They're both excellent. You know, of course, all the seasonings you put in chili, I won't give them away, but of course I added some, you know, I added uh, tomato sauce. I had some diced peppers in there with green chilies. Had some jalapenos in the chili, put some corn. Mm. Um, You know, I throw everything but the kitchen sink in there, you know. Just really put it together, but beans, of course, but nothing in there that's nutritionally bad for you. Mm -mm. It is until the chili's done, and then I put it in a bowl, and what I put on top of it, where I put maybe some of the questionable, you know, things I do. And I did make some jalapeno corn muffins, you know, I guess as my side Well, a little bit is fine, especially if, you know... Like I say, I recommend, I recommend the pure stuff using butter instead of margarine. Yeah. We did use yeah, butter. Yeah, we didn't use butter. Unsalted. Uh, and if you can find the best, I don't know, cornbread material mix or depending on whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, but that's the great a, thing is it was, all, it was all from scratch. We had the cornmeal and oh, wow. everything. Yeah. Nice. Nothing was deep fried and we were sugar free. Nice. Nothing with a lot of sugar in it. No high sugar content and, you know, nothing yeah. deep fried. Yeah, I mean, the only better. sugar would be the bread, the cornbread, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's only a part of it and... It, it, it's good to have the fat and the sugar to balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Kind of balance each other out. 
may help. It helps you absorb the sugar better, so it doesn't you know, spike your spike your bloodstream or whatnot, spike your blood sugar as much. Uh, you had you, you did you did mention that once again. Uh, you use light sour cream in the pre-shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. And one thing I just want to remind the peoples out there and here is that I recommend, like I said, I mean, I get it if you're eating a lot of food and everything and you want to do the light stuff, but that stuff just makes me wary because uh, there's just all kinds of extra added ingredients mm-hmm. and weird substitutes for the fat. And a lot of those things end up being some kind of sugary sort of thing and you know that just like that just like artificial sweeteners there's a lot more focus on gut health these days and those things are not good for your gut health and your gut health is you know integral to everything so i recommend the full fat sour cream and getting a brick of cheese and shredding it yourself because also uh, the the term escapes me but the this the the chemical the material the thing that they use to prevent this cheese from clumping in the bag you know, not so good. Not so good for you, and probably not good for your gut health. And who knows? Who knows what else? Basically, everything. A lot of stuff comes down to like gut health, and when you have a lot of sugary kind of stuff, we're talking inflammation, as well as uh, being addictive. So you're less you're less sated, so you end up eating more. I mean, you can crush a bag of cookies. Or a box of donuts if you knew there was no consequence. And you really, you're, I mean, I know I could just keep going. I really could eat mm-hmm. a whole one if I knew that there was no... I'm not as bad as sugar, but as I discussed before, my Achilles heel wouldn't be a bag of cookies. It would be the bag of chips. Or chips, as I was about to say, mm-hmm. actually. Because the bag of chips also, I mean, it's it's not sweet, but it's still sugar because it's salty, And it's... Well, salty can be fine. You, I mean, if you're, I'm, I mean, I've been very diligent. I've been on my game with eating healthy and clean and preparing mm-hmm. all my own food for about the last week. I would say I've been really strict. I mean, I'm always pretty good, but I, I got a little lax here and there, and you know, socializing and meeting family and not having as much time to prepare stuff. I was a little more loose on and off but i've been very good about it and I, it feels very good and when you are eating like that if you're not eating pres- you know stuff that comes pre-packaged and preservatives and stuff you need to act be conscious of the sodium you need to make sure you get salt because your mm-hmm. body needs it most people probably do need to watch it because most people are prone to eating you know the food that's readily available to all of us and can't eat i know how it is it's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to have that time it no it, it is um it takes a lot of time but i'm battling addiction right now with food yeah, I mean, I've, I, I mean, like I stated last week on the podcast, and just to give an update from last week, mm-hmm. as I like to go on this journey with my mental and physical health on the podcast, because we do do this weekly, is like I'm one week out, pretty from much the fodder we want, getting rid of what I felt like was a cancer in my life. Mm-hmm. Now I was getting rid of a job that was just making me terrible as a human being. I mean, it was just breaking me down into a completely different person physically and mentally and I didn't like who I was becoming Mm. and one week out from that the change I see in myself has been significant now my physical change hasn't started yet but that's the next process I'm working on now that I've felt like I have started it's starting yeah but it it, I'm I'm a realist you're not you're not seeing or feeling any results so you feel like it hasn't quite started yet well I just began this journey yeah I mean first of all my mental health has been restored and back put back together Mm. it feels so much better right now I gotta honestly say I'm smiling a lot more again I'm goofing around a lot more again just just back to my normal self having more fun yeah. yeah and then now of course and that just organically 
mm-hmm. led into the last two days where I just wanted to go work out. Mm-hmm. There was nothing more I wanted to do. I felt so good. I was like, you know what? I want to break a sweat. I want to get back into the things I used to do. Because I realized through that job, one aspect that was making me very miserable is I am a fairly active person. I like moving. I like being on the go. Mm-hmm. I don't like to just sit around all day and do nothing. I, I mean, I love to watch TV. Don't get me wrong. I love entertainment, especially in the form of television. And I get most of my TV watching at nighttime. I probably mm-hmm. sacrifice some sleep for that extra TV time. Yeah. And I'm only talking an hour. Trust me, I get my sleep too. Mm-hmm. But that is the time when you're I just love... You're getting better sleep now that you're not working the job? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's huge. I actually haven't been getting a whole lot of sleep the last few days because I just end up staying up a little bit later. I, th- You know, the last few nights... Uh, been you know i'll have things that i think of that i want to write down and i'll end up staying up way later trying to complete the thought because i'm worried it'll be gone by morning Mm -hmm. and i still haven't looked over my problem was i I kept trying to fall asleep (laughs) and i kept hearing phones ringing Uh, every time i went to sleep i felt like every two hours i would hear phones ringing it would wake me up i felt like because it would be echoing from your job yeah echoing from my job and the pressure of making the sales Mm -hmm. because you know like i said if you don't make the sales you don't eat yeah it's not i did not like that world that's not for me Mm -hmm. it's not for me yeah i can't i've almost taken a few sales jobs Mm -hmm. sales are a part of most jobs but i gotta i've gotta believe in the product that i'm selling and it can't just be road robotic but i've been cutting back drastically on my my food too and making better choices getting Mm -hmm. lots of vegetables in i mean i eat probably I don't know, I want to say like 16 pieces of asparagus last night for dinner nice. with a nice piece of uh, ground turkey that I grilled yeah. with a piece of cheddar cheese on top with um, nice. sautéed onions and mushrooms that I sautéed with just a te- tablespoon of olive oil because mm. I measured it out. And, of course, I, I don't even know how much garlic, but it was a lot. Uh, I love garlic. Garlic. I need to get back. I need to get some garlic going. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's an ingredient I've, been neglect- I've neglected for a while. I, I the other day I was uh, cooking my lot of chicken, you know, my biweekly meal prep, and once I was done cooking the lot of it, I you know the whole the whole package, I took one piece and finished it off with uh, some chopped onion that I shredded some cheese on top of and melted mm-hmm. it over, and that was that was exquisite. That was exquisite. I almost found some kind of economy, but I didn't even bother. Mm-hmm. Like when it's oh, it was good. It was delicious. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I've been cast getting... iron skillet with grass-fed butter. By the way, a little salt and pepper. Yeah, salt and pepper. That's all I usually use is just salt and pepper. Nutribullets back in my life. Yeah, that's kicking that baby back day. up and be careful. Dust Re- off of that thing and remember the uh, what was probably fake, but the the lawsuits were twenty two people were suing uh-huh. them because it was overheating and exploding. Uh-huh. There were people that were claiming they got nerve damage in their hand, and I'm guessing they used it wrong. They over well, they overfilled it or it was nerve too old. damage. It would have been me because when I busted this bad boy out, we thought it was broke at first because it was so sticky at the top. You know, <laughs> like you push it down. Yeah, we haven't used it in so long. I think it just built up whatever was in there, yeah. or we just didn't clean it properly last right. time, and it was so hard to get down. We literally thought it was broken. I finally had to pop it in there. Well, I, I, it's probably nothing to worry about, but I still just to be super safe, I push mine into the corner uh, on the counter and put a uh, wooden cutting board up in front of it, and I turn, I, I, I lock the thing in place and put the cutting board up, and then I plug it in to turn it on and then pull it out. So. 
I don't know how careful you want to be, but what no, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, let it overheat. I'm guessing that someone had too many dense things in there, and maybe they even Something had an older one. Maybe it was stubborn, so they mm-hmm. let it keep going, and the motor overheated. Yeah. And if the thing overheats, and that thing's. You know, I want to say they were trying to say it goes like 10,000 miles an hour or something. Is it going to break the sound barrier in there? Is that thing going to travel through time? I don't know like how the long flash? they had it I don't going. know if that's possible. Right. That too. But in theory, whatever these idiots were doing, alleged idiots, mm-hmm. uh, the, the blade could have shot out and got their hand. Mm-hmm. You know, if the blade broke and that could really cause nerve damage. And that yeah. makes me nervous because I was like, how would they, how would they cause nerve, nerve damage in their hand? But then I thought about it because you cup it with your hand when you place it on the base and turn it. So your hand is on top of it at the top, you know, palm over the roof of the, of the cup, mm-hmm. which ends up being the floor of the cup, ironically enough. Or maybe that's not really irony. Um, so I'm just a little extra careful. <laughs> I'm crazy though too. I don't know. But I definitely do the Nutribullet every day. These days, my Nutribullet's got uh, about, um, I don't know, half a golf ball's worth of ginger, two strawberries, spring mix, romaine, broccoli stalks, egg whites from the carton, which are safe, as I've mentioned before. I've done the research. They're already pasteurized, so they're cooked, so they're good. And that's basically, you know, a lot of people have, like, protein powders and stuff. You could just be drinking egg whites and caffeine and i think you'll get mostly the same effect um see that i get everything oh yeah and depending on my balance of my macros i might have some cold first cold pressed olive oil which i always buy out of a glass jar glass you know a glass bottle because like the glass better than plastic and i don't carted around in the Nutribullet plastic. I, I think, you know, it will probably be, not that I have done this, but it will probably be a wise idea to replace the the the, the glass or the, the, the plastic bottle <clears throat> blender mechanism thing after a so much amount of time because one of the problems with drinking plastic is, you know, there's a decent chance that chemicals are leaching from it and we're consuming them and you know, I've had mine for a few years. So I don't know what's going on. It's funny. I might be doing myself damage. That is irony. <laughs> At least, maybe not the dictionary, but the, the, the new common definition of irony. That's that. That's what that is. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. I was thinking about... Um, I poured it into glass jars. Glass, old glass spaghetti jars, as a lot of you already know. Mine, uh, my, mine is very simple. I just use a lot of, mostly spinach. I'll put a handful yeah, of broccoli, like whole broccoli. I'll put the tops. I should bottom. mix it up because you shouldn't eat the same thing over and over again. And I should get, I should start getting back into like spinach and kale yeah. a little bit more. But I put a handful of broccoli and then I put a handful of strawberries, which is typically about four to five washed strawberries, mm-hmm. a handful of blueberries, and half a banana. Yeah. And that's it. And it's actually pretty tasty. Yeah. It's about half fruit, half veggies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been trying to eat more vegetables with my dinner. Nice. So yeah, I'm getting my say, vegetables most in already. Most of the already. fruits you're eating for the day, that's good. That's the only fruit. I'm not a big fruit guy. Yeah. I like fruit. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm not, I'm not lying. You can ask Gabby. She's my witness. If I had to choose between a vegetable platter and a fruit platter, I'm going for the vegetable platter. Nice. That's just so. So you were talking about food addiction, though. So mm-hmm. this is all the good stuff that you're eating. What's the bad food that you were addicted to or are addicted to? You talking about man, chips? I'm are not, you fighting that? Like, did you eat a bag of chips yeah. today, or what are you? Uh, well, today. What I are we talking chips. about? I How many two chips? Bags of chips? I don't know. Half the I bag? can't tell you. I can't tell you. I don't know if I ate half the bag. Nah, maybe. One, I'll, I'll tell you what. I probably ate about a quarter of a bag. About a quarter. 
Yeah. Of yeah, Tostitos, yeah. hint of jalapeno. Yeah, you'll have that every once in a while. I eat it with while. the chili because I, I like dipping chips in my chili. I, I treat yeah, chili yeah, like yeah. a dip. I mean, um, a little bit of that stuff here and there is okay if you're real if you're good about everything else. Even if you want to eat super clean like me, mm-hmm. I actually had a tiny amount of fried food at work tonight. I've been super diligent, but it was just it was there was a few things like I had one fry. Fry <laughs> thing is like I had one one coconut shrimp and it was so good. Because I do love fried <laughs> food, so especially chicken wings, especially Outback Steakhouse's chicken wings. Yeah, their chicken wings are. By really the way, they're I, I actually so good. While I was while I was being mm-hmm. loose. With my diet, I definitely got chicken wings at least one time from there. I, I got I got them, no, I got them one time. I had to get them at least one time before I knew I was gonna hit the hit the super clean, diligent, uptight, healthy lifestyle. And like I may have chicken wings again one day for my cheat meal, but that'll be like you know I'll be I'm gonna be very selective about mm, my cheat. I meals, love chicken know? wings, I'm man. Be very selective about my cheat wings. I like I like how I feel every day. yeah chicken. There are healthy mm-hmm. ways to do chicken wings, and I, I'm going to get into that. But um, as far as that kind of stuff, I mean, I'm going to be very, very selective. Yeah, it's, it feels I'm good. It feels to. good every. It feels I good. I want to get back my, to eating chicken my brain, wings from the air fryer. I feel my brain fi- firing on all pistons. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the lack of sleep, I, my mood and my temperament has been a lot more steady and positive, and it's excellent. I highly recommend. Yeah, I'm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm not getting too hard on myself right now because this is the beginning. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm taking baby steps right now. Yeah. I feel good. Like I mean, I'm exercising, which is something I haven't done. Which I wanted to bring up, by the way. You get so hungry after exercising. Mm. I mean, I know you're losing a lot of calories, and you got to put the calories yeah. back in. It's trying to find Just trying the to right make sure stuff. it's healthy stuff. Because you'll eat the one small meal you're usually. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. I'm just going to finish this. You eat the one small meal you usually you're used to eating, mm-hmm. like when you're haven't worked out yet, and yeah. usually you're fine. But after you work out, you don't want just that one. You catch yourself like not even ten minutes later, ready for another one. Yeah. And then another ten minutes later, ready for another one. Mm-hmm. You just your metabolism builds up so high. Yeah. And that's it's been tough for me, but yeah. I've been working out. That's well, you got to make sure it's a satisfying meal that you're having. And in that case, is that may, may be a good time to save when you take in some of those healthy fats because the mm-hmm. healthy fat will – you don't want to have too many, of course, but especially for eating other fatty stuff. But that'll that'll be more satisfying than all lean stuff with no – you know, if cooking it in real butter and everything, that'll help. What were you going to say? I was going to say after I work out, I usually um, like to eat a protein bar that has like some nuts and some kind yeah. of good stuff. And that's what my cook too because I feel like the protein kind of fills me up and yeah. I – feel like it's good for after my workout then what about I, the Nutribullet I feel like well for me that feel like that wouldn't be enough I need to really like after working out I really need to like fuel my body and I, that's why loaded up with those egg whites I'm not sure if that would be quite as satisfying there are some good protein bars out there a lot of them got to be careful look at the yeah. sugar count and then even when you get by beyond that a lot of stuff like it I mean you almost have to order them online I hate to just like poop in everybody's Cheerios about everything but uh I mean, it's better than a lot of stuff. It's definitely better than McDonald's. And as far as super quick things, if you can get a low sugar energy bar, I mean, I've had many. I've had so many different kinds of them. Uh, the Onnit Warrior bar is supposed to be excellent. I'm not sure about these. Uh, God, there's one that's really popular now. It's got a very basic packaging. I can't. I know it's not a metrics bar. It's something that's. Those were like around back in the day. I guess they they probably still are. Um, I mean, I've heard that those aren't as good as they appear, so be careful of preservatives and all that, mm-hmm. but still also better than a lot. And as far as, you know, the, the super uptight 
clean eater like me versus the everyday American, you know, st- standard person walking around in our, you know, in our mm-hmm. culture and everything. The protein bars are definitely better than a lot of things. So that's good. It's better than cheeseburger and chips. True. It's got to be better than chips. Oh, yeah. Because the chips aren't even going to satisfy well, yeah, it's you like, either. It's that dense, you know, spaceman food. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to keep you going. going to give you that sustenance. But right now, I'm just stuck at a hard place where, like I said, my, my mental health is built way back up. And I'm trying to get the physical back. And I know I'm, I'm a realist. And I know it's going to take some time to get the physical back because I really let myself go. Um, my job, like, it just, I feel like it just prohibited me. And I felt like I was in a, in a, in a three-walled prison. Is yeah. genuinely how I felt. So, like, I'm getting the physical back in order now. And like I said, I'm not being too hard on myself, but I am putting healthier stuff in my body. Yeah. I'm just struggling with, it's like that one meal a day, I still have to have something that's, like, bad. Like, it's like I have to have something. It's like, it's an addiction that I'm trying to fight really hard right now. It's almost like somebody that's quitting cigarettes. Okay, yeah. it's the best way I can put it. And when you're quitting cigarettes, it's so hard to go cold turkey. I'm not saying you can't do it, and, and good for you if you can do that. You're gonna hurt, but you're gonna be uncomfortable for a couple. Sometimes days. it's the suffering really worth it. Debilitating headaches, and that's yeah. what I want to ask. It's better to wean off, I would say, anything. When I I, I weaned my way into my clean eating this time, mm-hmm. there were times where I didn't, but I didn't want to put my body into into shock. I wanted to ease into it because you'll you know depending on how bad you were eating before and what you're getting into, mm-hmm. it was um, bad. It was bad. Yeah. So, like, at least I'm getting the vegetables in there. At least I'm getting some healthy, you know, some nutrition. I mean, that's way better than most people. Yeah. That's, I mean, so many people don't even think about a vegetable. And it's, oh, it's just a shame. It breaks my heart. Because those people, you know, all that bad food and none of that good food, it's rotting your body, it's rotting your brain, which is rotting your mood, and in turn helping rot your body even more than, the, than just the way the food directly affects mm-hmm. your body. So your brain's not working as effectively. Well, here, here's my thing on what I scheduled on. And, and like I said, you can go back to this podcast and listen to it for about a year now. And I always say I'm getting on some diet. I always say I'm going to start working out. I always say I'm going to do this or that. At least this time, about two weeks ago, we bought all this fruit and veggies. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ate like any of it. It all ended up getting thrown out. Because <laughs> obviously that type of food does not hold as long. No. You know, you have to use you're, it quicker. Yeah. Like, you got a weak tops, depending on what And sometimes about. it might look okay, but then you're like, oh my God, you'll find the one piece afterwards when you're going back and you're picking through it and you see that there's some mold on it or something. And I mean, you can't yeah. always realize that it's bad. That's the real shame because, you know, I recommend getting organic stuff if you can, but that really doesn't hold up mm-hmm. very long. You got less, you got like half a week. You got to get a shot. You got to go to your grocery store twice a week if you want to eat all organic. Mm hmm. I, I can't. I can't. I guess optimally you would buy half of your produce organic and then the other half non-organic, but that gets tricky because it's like, all right, can I get one and a half spears of regular romaine and one and a half spears of organic romaine? Can I get half a half a little plastic? Well, with stuff mm-hmm. like, like fruit, you can freeze it. And if you're using a Nutribullet, that's fine. My strawberries, if I get a big thing, I can. I'll put them in a... Ziploc and throw them in the freezer. Some mm-hmm. of them in the freezer so that they'll last longer. Sometimes I wonder if you I can't just do buy that. a bulk of fruit. You can't really do that with veggies though. And start put yeah, and then start putting that stuff together. They lose their nutritional value. Or they go bad. You can't really. Yeah. At least leafy greens do. I don't know about something like broccoli. I guess they sell broccoli frozen, so that doesn't necessarily mean it holds its nutritional but, value, but it probably does. Yeah, I can honestly say this. I'm time, pretty sure it does. Other than some fruit, yeah. for the most part, I ate it all. 
Nice. I ate all the asparagus. It's a good I feeling. forced ourselves to eat it last night. I always use up all the vegetables these days. Almost um, always. Every once in a while, something's got to get tossed. I'm on another bag of broccoli now, but there's, I, a I, there's a little bit of a bag of broccoli I didn't finish yet, which I always had every intention to, but I just didn't end up getting to it. I had it. a mystery sack of ginger buried in the back of the second, the, the like dormitory fridge on the bottom floor of my house. And uh, yeah, just like a little... It's almost like a potato underneath the cover growing. Instead of sprouting, it just grows mold because mm-hmm. I forgot about it. But, you know, ginger's pretty cheap and it's excellent for you. Anti-inflammatory, anti-cancerous, kind of all good good stuff. Antioxidants, nice killing free radicals. It's jerks. Uh, so we were talking about, okay, so I found a really good article from the National Institute of Health on food addiction. And new scientific research suggests, and I quote, the existence of many similarities between people who show signs of food addiction and people who are diagnosed as addicted to substances. Joseph Fraschella, director of neuroclinical science and behavioral research, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, NIDA, along with colleagues, examined the overlap of obesity and addiction. In his research, he noted that people, you're not obese, so this might not apply, but in his research, he noted that people who are dependent on food describe processes that happen to them the same as drug addicts or alcoholics do. They talk about the desire for food, the withdrawal symptoms, and escalating patterns of eating that may indicate tolerance. It's from De Leon et al., 2011. The researchers also point out similarities between brain processes. Wait, yeah, brain. The researchers also point out similarities between brain processes that occur during the use of both drugs and through the consumption of food, which emphasize the role of dopamine, a neurotransmitter that is part of the motivation and reward systems of the brain. Sketch of the brain obtained from positron emission tomography scan shows that the special fields of mesoumbilical reward systems, such as the well caudal nucleus, hippocampus, we all heard of that, and insula, yeah, I've never heard of that, are activated by food. Both of these substances release steroidal dopamine, a neurotransmitter that is part of the reward system. We're all big fans of dopamine. We've heard of that many, many times. Been in the in the lexicon. Next to him, the use of drugs or food sweet, salty, fatty, activates endogenous opiates, another group of participants in the ways of rewarding, and opioid blocker, naltrexone, shows a reduction of desire for both. All right, that was a little... All right, that sentence is a little confusing to me, but you guys can review it. In addition to the above similarity is the fact that the compounds that act as inverse... All right, hold on, hold on. Alright, like us. Alright, skip that. I can skip that. Let's say. Oh, I know there's something. Bless, Bless you. you. Thank you. I know there's something in here about what it. Okay, here is. Alright, these are. These are these are signs that you're that one could be a food addict. Uh, loss of control, symptoms common with overeating disorder and bulimia nervosa. Eat faster than others. Eat when they're not hungry until they become ill. Eat alone and after overeating, there is a sense of shame. Discuss. I guess these are like extreme cases of food addiction. I've had all those before. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I've have suffered too. from all of yeah. those. Uh, I think I, I think I've, that's I've something actually. I don't think that, that just if you're obese. I think anytime you're a little overweight, I think anybody can suffer from that. Mm. I mean, you do it as a, I mean, you've said yeah. it millions of times. You do it as a sport. 
Well, I don't. I said, well, I mean, I guess I have. I watched the public do it as a sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like these people are, they're good to go. They're ready to go. I mean, especially and when a, people go on vacation. A lot, you have to make sure to limit your, your to balance your food groups because uh, grains and sugars. Okay, I don't, uh, I'm not sure about all grains and all sugars. I think they do, or uh, they, they um, at least sugars, definitely. Both inspire. This is what makes it so addicting. Like I was talking about earlier, I can, you can mash a whole bag of donuts, but you can't mash a whole bag of steak because the the even though too much fat is not good for you, it you know if it's just fat without all the sweetie the sweetness attached to it, it you you can't keep going. You'll you'll have to stop. Your body, your mind, your mouth will be like no, <laughs> no more. But the sugary, carby stuff will release insulin and ghrelin into your system and that's the hormone that makes you want to eat mm-hmm. and it just makes you feel it's addictive it just may it makes the food addictive so in a sense i mean we are all food addicts to a point or we all have definitely have that capacity it's very easy because uh, we all got to eat and we want the food to taste good and there's so much food out there there's different it's like you know you can go to a million different places and buy there's it's it's like there's a million billion different versions of crack cocaine out there and we're all addicts mm-hmm. it's so easy and it's easy to keep eating it if you i mean eventually you will fill up temporarily but mm-hmm. then really you could go back two hours later and probably eat it again if you know to a point eventually you'll die um all right what else the desire repeated unsuccessful attempts to stop consumption a lot of time spent in refraining from eating or in the recovery. Hold on, what are we looking at here? <laughs> I think this is the Yale Food Addiction Scale. I don't know if these are supposed to be progressives or not. What are we talking about here? Uh, waiver of other important activities. Uh, my screenshots might be a little out of order. What are we talking about here? All right, well, here, prevention and treatment of food addiction. This is the main thing I wanted out of this article anyway. I wasn't worried about symptoms. I mean, we all know what food addiction is to a point. I mean, we might not all really have the clinical definition pinned down, but we're all addicted to food. We know, what, until we know, we know what it's like to have different yeah. addictions, whatever they may be, scratch-offs, nicotine, caffeine, sugar. Uh, you know, we, we, we know ourselves if we can look, our, look, look ourselves honestly in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I think I have a problem eating out. I'm sure Joe. It's very addictive. I mean, yeah. I still feel like I'm, you know, I, uh, a couple weeks ago I had, I got some McDonald's and I hadn't had McDonald's in like six months and sort of a cheat meal kind of thing. Like I said, it was when I was being a little lax and I was still, like you were saying, eating all kinds of vegetables and stuff every day still for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you still, yeah, I still, part of me still is just like, mm, that would be so good. <laughs> you know, I always, it always, it always just, it just fills me with all kinds of memories of senses that I've experienced. Pretty much all five senses, probably, if I really thought about it. And I just have like a vague blurry image of driving through like a salty dream-like McDonald's drive-through and I can kind of just like feel it in the air and just like taste the fr- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. French yeah. fries are hot and fresh. They're delicious. It's so man. good. It's so good. Crack it's cocaine. So it's crack. You don't think of it as crack. But it's <laughs> crack that you actually can have every once in a while. Unlike real crack. So there is that. You know, you can indulge. If you are even the most uptight you know, athlete 
can uh, have a cheat meal once a week. I mean, I guess if you're like actually if encourage you're, athletes to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're literally in training for a fight or a competition or something, that might be a little different. But you know, year round, even if you want to stay in that good shape once a week, you, yeah, you got to keep your sanity. Um, all right. So prevention and treatment of food addiction. Obesity is accompanied by significant psychological, social, and economic consequences. Huge sums of money are invested annually in treatment programs and is incentive of new research on the ideology of the problem. Scientists who have showed significant overlap between food addiction and other forms of addictive behavior believe that traditional applicable therapies and other areas of addiction can be applied to solve a weight problem. Motivational talks, cognitive behavioral therapy, problem-solving programs... 12 step. All right. The person who wrote, I know this is an NIH, but I'm having some issues. So, there are actually some typos and some missing commas and stuff, but these are scientists. They're not, they don't hold an English degree like myself. <coughs> and I'm not kidding. I really do. In order to improve the effect of treatment, experts in this field believe that it is useful to observe the following guidelines. This is from Gearhart et al. 2011. We should not starve. Although drug therapy for alcohol and drug requires abstinence, in the case of food addiction, this approach is impossible. One must eat to survive. Like we've been In addition, scientists believe that hunger stimulates cravings and uncontrolled entry, if in this case it's available. cravings and uncontrolled entry, if it's in this case it's available. I don't know if there's a typo in there or if that's some weird science talk. Avoid signals that may trigger increased desire for food. Like entry. I guess entry means consumption of the food. I'm going to assume that that's not a typo. That's what they're trying to say there. Gerhard et al. believe that for those who are addicted to food, attention to signals of food is essential. So attention to signals of food is essential. Like triggers, basically, I mm-hmm. believe is what they're going to get into here. You need to pay attention to what it is that makes you lose control. If that's pizzeria or bakery on the way to work, change your route. This is from Gerhard et al. Hmm. 2009. Hey. Yeah, the triggers, the signals, the things. Like that we are... Something that we talked about many, many times here. You know, we're impulsive, emotional animals controlled by our affective desires, our emotional desires. And it's very easy to let those things hijack our logic and morality and make make us reverse engineer what we're doing and justify it. Or just enough to justify it so that we, just, we do what we want and then we explain it away later. Or it's, we can, especially when it comes to this stuff, when you're just hurting yourself. It's not like you're out doing other things or, or what have you. Uh, so it is It is very easy to justify that. Um, I don't know. Do you think of any triggers that you've like, – you, you well, piped I up when like, I mentioned it. What the do you other got? day, before I even started like eating better officially mm-hmm. and started you know working out again, I, um, I had the right stuff in the fridge. Nice. I could have easily made myself – Starts off nice. Right. I could have easily made myself a grilled chicken breast, maybe with some broccoli or something like that. You know, a nice small meal, mm-hmm. something to get me through another three hours or so is what I was looking at. You know, something light and healthy, but yet filling, like chicken and, and broccoli. Um, and I could have made it in the time it took me to ponder on making it, which I walked and paced back and forth for about 15 minutes deciding what I'm going to do. <laughs> That fast food up the street still lured me towards it. Yeah. And your prior party was also thinking, I know I'm going to stop doing this soon, so I'm going to go get some. No, actually, that wasn't really in my mind yet. Oh, uh, okay. It was already that one's I was gotten, trying to that stop one, it. That one has gotten me a lot in the past, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I was 
kind of fooling myself, or I didn't realize, or I meant it at the time, but it didn't. It took well, a little bit longer to. It's always in my mind I was supposed to already be eating good. I mean, this has been like a year long thing. <laughs> they keep going back to it. Yeah. But already in my mind, actually, I remember this particular day. I was like I said, that was the first round mm. of groceries that I had where I bought a lot of healthy stuff, and up that chicken that I just told you about. Mm. Ask Gabby over here. I threw it away two days later. Oh yeah. So it's like. That's an addiction that I actually lured me yeah. Make out. You get in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I had to go get dressed. I mean, literally, I'm walking around. And but you were still in the mode of eating that food, and yeah. you know, in addition to your mind, you had the chemicals. And I wanted some chemical like really addiction, filling. and it's also making your brain not work as well because mm-hmm. there's more of a swimming around in there. So it was easier for yeah, your impulses to hijack your your consciousness. And you may, you don't even realize it because you're like, all right, I'm making this decision to go do this. Mm-hmm. F it, I want it. It's gonna be so good. And it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. All right. Uh, eat only when you feel hungry. One of the tools used by nutritionists is 10 degree hunger scale, where zero means starvation and 10 overeating. In the treatment of food addiction, goal is to stay out of two extremes: eating when feeling hungry, two to three, and stop when you feel satiety, satiety. Satiety. That's a good I really one. feel like I should know how to pronounce that. Satiate is the verb. Satiety. That's what we're going to call it from now on. That's what we might have to rename the podcast. Satiety. Five to six. <laughs> Getting used to being hungry is very good. I, I have made sure to not eat late. I've experimented. I've been doing some intermittent fasting, and I'm going to throw a disclaimer at the top of the hour, but I'm going to just disclaim again, uh, make sure you consult a doctor and get the right blood work and make sure you have a medical condition before you even attempt anything like intermittent fasting. But also, it's you know I've been, I've been a fan of this for a while. I've done it on and off. If you're in the right shape, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's good for you. you know, if you can go 16 hours without eating anything... It cleans the junk out of your cells. It's uh, a good, you know, it's a good like anti anti cancerous, anti inflammatory, anti this and that kind of thing. Killing more of those free radicals, I guess, and junk that builds up in the cell um, or cells of your body. So yeah, consult a medical professional, get your blood work done, get all the other work done before you do anything like this. But I'm used to, especially late at night, because late at night is, especially working in, in hospitality, that, that it, it's, it, you know, I, I, have to, I have to bring food to work and make sure I'm, usually I'm done eating before I get off. And it's a little tricky, but if you prep, if you have a Nutribullet and a little glass spaghetti jar and some meat, maybe some cheese in a glass Pyrex container and some veggies i you know the, the little sweet peppers i usually when i get the broccoli home from the grocery store i hack it up right away usually because i have to mold it to fit into the fridge right have to uh you know i cut the stalks away from the crowns and i try to cut them into relatively small small pieces i try not to leave them so that i don't need to worry about busting the knife out again in the future and that's after i you know, rinse them off and everything of course uh, but you know, so it's really it's really quick and easy because the food's already been cooked. We already had the you know the Nutribullet. I'll do it. I try to do it earlier in the day. I'm trying not to do that kind of stuff before I'm walking out the door. You mm-hmm. can do you can do a couple at a time, really. If you really just if you really want to get hardcore about it, uh, you can. I mean, blended veggies they say can be good up to seven days. I never make it past one or two days. 
I would consider doing like three days worth at a time. After that, I would worry that I wouldn't quite be getting as much out of it, especially since I don't always eat organic vegetables and so maybe don't have all the vitamins and nutrients in them that they're supposed to. Uh, or, you know, as, as, as many, as many that are, as many that will be concentrated in the organic versions and even more so in the vegetables that were grown 100 years ago. But, you know, what are you going to do? I can't remember if I was going anywhere else with that. Oh, yeah, just being used to being hungry late at night. You get used to it, and you don't really notice it, and I'm not starving because I'm eating enough food and eating the right food and eating satisfying food and balancing the food group, so I'm getting what my body needs, and it's all good. Avoid stress, control emotions. Some people under stress eat more than usual because food can reduce anxiety to a certain degree. Food should not be used as a tool for the recovery of emotional distress. It is necessary to find a healthier strategy for tolerating feelings of sadness, anxiety, anger, etc. Yeah, stress eating is no good. Being stressful is no good. Some stress is necessary. You gotta live life. Stress ages your, you know, withers away the tumors at the end of their strands of DNA, which literally ages you. It takes years off your life or time off your life. Regular exercise. Pleasure cannot be found only in consuming chocolate pizza. They have big MC in quotation marks. I guess that's supposed to be Big Mac. But also in regular exercise. Where are we? Regular, also regular exercise. In studies using animals, it's been shown that exercise increases the number of dopamine receptors in the brain. Ooh, that's good. Exercise gives you more, more dopamine receptors. You can't go wrong with that. Scientists also point out that recognition and personal responsibility for certain behaviors are essential components for successful treatment, but do not exclude the responsibility of the individual a food that food uh, processing and marketing has. There you go. We talk about that. I mean, for one, food's processed and the marketing is everywhere to, to try to brainwash us and help our impulses overtake our logic. It allows the creation of unhealthy food, sweet, salty, fatty, which is high in calories, has low nutritional value, it's cheap, readily available, and has the potential to be addictive. In order to stand up against obesity and to improve prevention, the potential use of public health policy is examined, and as an example is taken, the public health interventions that have had the effect of reducing the use of addictive substances such as tobacco and alcohol. Research shows that when the price increases, availability reduces, and marketing becomes negative and minimized. There is a reduction in use of these products and the improvement of public health. This strategy could also be applied in the prevention of dependence on certain food. So that'd be nice if they did that. It would. They sort of do it a little bit, but I don't know. It seems like they could do better, but oh well. We're doing our part. We read the article. Okay. Hope you guys uh, are ready to conquer your food addictions or wean. Wean! <laughs> Anybody else have anything else to say about health? Just, I'll have an update again next week to see how I'm doing and the progress. Hopefully it's better. I was nice. it was better this week. I just want to improve every week. You gotta look better. Mm-hmm. KBT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. You look tired, by the way, Gabby. Underscore <laughs> T. I was mocking her sleeping earlier. Yeah. Been mocking her whole time. Her eyes are red. Looks like somebody needs to get some good sleep tonight. Yeah, I've been having trouble sleeping. So one goal <laughs> coming up, and then um, I've been. I was doing good working out. I ha- I've been a little bit busier the past couple days, haven't been, so I haven't been able to. But I'm hoping tomorrow to get back 
get back into the routine again. Oh, you've been too busy to sleep? I was going to ask why you haven't well, been able to, to sleep. Well, to work out and sleep. Sleep? Oh, you were saying too busy to work out. Too, okay. Yeah, too busy to work out and having trouble sleeping. That's actually been going on for a couple weeks now. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Do you have an idea what that's about? Not no, I'm not really sure. Well, kind of just lay in bed. Just I've always, I've always been. I like, personally I have my theory. What stress? Maybe I think but, you lay in bed and you start thinking too much. Yeah, you gotta well, shut your brain off. I've always had this problem. I think though, not like it goes up and down. Though some days I can sleep better than others, but um, yeah, the past couple weeks I haven't slept the best. But um, yeah, I wish I had my son's skill. He can literally. I'll go and. Say goodnight, and then I'll like I'll be like, oh wait, I'll come back, I'll come right back. I'll go to my daughter's room and say goodnight to her, and I'll come back to Dylan. Like, okay, I'm back. And like literally a minute later, he's asleep. Oh wow. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I don't have that talent. Uh, I can I can sleep almost time. anywhere. I mean, I I you know, a lot of times I like just crashing out my friend's house on the couch just so that I get more sleep. If I drive home after mm-hmm. hanging out, you know that that could take some time and yeah. then getting settled at home. Whereas if I just just. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that could be an extra hour of sleep, and that extra hour can be valuable depending on what time you get up and how many hours we're talking in the first place. And, you know, socializing you might be staying up pretty late anyway. So, but yeah, I can't, it's, it's still like, depending on how late it is, depending. I mean, every once in a while, I could probably fall asleep in a minute. I can never yeah. fall asleep in a minute, though. Even uh, though I can sleep anywhere, I still, I'm still very uptight about how, like, the position that I, like, I gotta fall asleep on my back, arms on my sides, like, yeah, it's I have like cert- posture I have zombie. Four positions, like, but there it's like two on each side <laughs> that I have to like, depending on where my arm. It's mostly like my arm position. Okay, like I, have, I have to be on my side. I can't be on my, I try. I can't be on my back or on my stomach. Right, I'm always on my side. Usually my right side is where I end up at. That was always my side until I got pregnant with both my kids. And you're not supposed to lay on your right side when you're pregnant because that's where. All your organs are, and it gets, they get compressed, and it's not good for Can't you. Can't so selfish. For you and the baby. <laughs> Deciding where your spleen should go. Where you should sleep. Yeah, so you're supposed I to I guess sleep. that pretty much is indicative of how it's going to be for the rest of your life yeah. anyway. <laughs> I feel like you don't sleep during pregnancy. You're so uncomfortable, you can't sleep during pregnancy, but it just prepares you for the sleep you don't get once you have the baby, because then mm. you don't sleep for the first, you know, Yeah, ever, and I guess forever. nature's like, well... <laughs> If you are an animal, you've reproduced, so now it's time to age you. <laughs> Stress, no sleep, mm-hmm. for a few years at least. So I used to be able to only sleep on my, before I had kids, I only could sleep on my, I had like a certain, I had like, always on my right side, I had to fall asleep, but now I, now I could do either one, it just depends, but that was because of, you know, having kids. Mm. I had to get, I had to get used to sleeping on my left, for that reason. Okay. I think we've been healthy healthy enough. Let's have a little dessert. That was some nourishing healthy health talk. But a healthful life includes balance. And our dessert is cultural reflections of our humanity that we can consume guilt-free once mm-hmm. we've tackled the vital parts of healthful living. Especially, you know, usually we talk about movies here. Mm-hmm. In academia, I was a columnist for two publications, a thrice-published poet, and the entertainment editor for my high school newspaper. On top of that, I've written screenplays, directed film shorts, and can talk shop, especially on movies. And last week we talked, we watched the Venom trailer. I don't think the mics were on for that. They might have been. I can't even remember. But You know what? I think that trailer we watched actually was a fan-made one. Because the next day there was like an official teaser trailer. Yeah, but they were out. very similar though. 
huh? No, not not really. Because remember yeah. the, the trailer we watched was very like, very very dark. Like it seemed, I don't know. It was like even like, I felt like it was a little bit more dark than I would think for like because it's like Marvel and Sony combined, right? Yeah. So it just seemed a little bit more dark for like a Marvel type movie. Well, and I think Ben, I think this is supposed to be a dark movie. Yeah, but the, like the new trailer that that I saw the next day seemed more like in the wheelhouse of like yeah. what they what still they didn't show do. the actual. They didn't show Venom though, yeah. right? Yeah. No Venom, right? I don't think so. I don't think well, so. Well, there was this meme that my friend posted. I'm sure oh, tons of you have seen it out there. But it's got... It's funny. It's from the first Spider-Man. And it's got Tobey Maguire. It's 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 two stills from when, when Tobey Maguire let the thief run past him after the fight promoter didn't wouldn't pay him the money. And it's it's the picture where the guy comes out and he's saying to, he's saying to, to Peter... You know why didn't you stop him? And and instead of that, the guy is saying we didn't show Venom because we didn't have the CGI. And over over the guy's face, it says Sony. So it's Sony saying we didn't show Venom because the CGI wasn't done. <laughs> and then underneath, it's got Tobey Maguire saying, "I didn't catch the part where that's my problem." <laughs> and I love it because if you're gonna have a Venom trailer, you gotta give something. I wanna like they showed the symbiote in like a containment field or something, so you got to see some of the ooze oozing around. But it is uh, they should have they, they 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 didn't you don't have to reveal they, the whole thing. Do you remember Joe? Did they what is that? The trailer I showed you. Well, if they the did, day, then this meme would have been made. I th- I think they didn't because this meme's been. Around like people yeah. have been people have been sharing it, and if the teaser trailer, the official teaser trailer did, I don't think we would be seeing this meme. I just remember I was watching so many trailers, I can't remember everything exactly. I just remember Tom Hardy is starring in Venom. It looks a little dark, and it looks I awesome. I love Tom Hardy, and it seems fresh. And I love Venom. Yeah, I think I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, at first when he when he first shared that meme, something occurred to me. And I think we might have talked Venom last week. I don't know if it came up when we were recording or not. We were definitely talking about it at some point. But I was pretty excited because it looks it looks like a good movie, and I think Tom Hardy as Venom is going to be great. Uh, but it, it occurred to me once I saw this meme. It, I guess we were talking, you know, Peter Parker is supposed to be in the movie, but not Spider Man, and that upsets that that upsets me the more that the more I think about it because well, it okay. depends in the first one. Well, okay. Here's what I here's here was my my reply when I when my friend shared this meme. I said Spider Man should be in this movie to at least a small extent. He is the Venom. He he is to Venom what Batman is to Joker. Like those two, like Batman is the Joker is kind of a response to Batman, and he's motivated by Batman. He loves Batman. They, it, it, you know, I know that was like a joke in the Lego Movie, but that's kind of real. And like, the Joker loves antagonizing Batman. Just oh, to clear something up, it's such up. an important part of him. Venom's supposed to be the bad guy, right? Villain? Well, Venom's kind of an anti-hero. He's a Spider-Man villain who wants to kill Spider-Man, but in the comics, he always he only wanted he was all about vengeance, and he saw himself as a protector of the innocent. He just didn't think that Spider-Man. Okay, was innocent. so I see what they're going with here. Yeah. So, they're, so maybe they're saving the Spider-Man. Well, listen. So my friend said this movie shouldn't even be made. It needs to come after like a third Spider-Man film with Venom as a central villain, then a spinoff. He's got a good point. Because, like I, like I was saying about how Ven- Spider-Man is so integral. So then I said, 
I love Tom Hardy and I really love Venom, but when the trailer dropped, it occurred to me that Spider-Man is an important part of Venom's inception. For the symbiote, because the symbiote, the suit, to hate him, to hate Spider-Man as much as Eddie Brock does, and those two to unite so perfectly. Like it, like Eddie Brock married that symbiote suit because they just both had that that deep, passionate hatred for Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man dumped the suit and, you know, Spider, because it was starting to infect his brain, and he exposed Eddie Brock as a sham photographer who was stealing his work. Or his work or someone else's work. In the movie, it was his work. I don't know about the comic. And then when I was in the middle of typing that, I wanted to see, I was pretty sure it was the same universe. So if there is Peter Parker, it should be Tom Holland. And in fact, it is Tom Holland. Because Tom Holland was seen on the set of Venom, but mm-hmm. not, not in the costume. And it occurred to me that maybe Spider-Man gets the black suit in Infinity War, which is going to come out before Venom does. Mm -hmm. And they are downplaying Spider-Man's role in Venom because they don't want to spoil black suit Spider-Man. And this black suit Spider-Man is going to be done by the Russo brothers, who did Captain America Civil War and Captain America Winter Soldier. Easily two of the best Marvel movies out there. A lot of people say Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie. It's just, it's, it's, you know, my personal feelings might interfere with and say something like Civil War or Spider-Man Homecoming. But that, as far as a film goes, Winter Soldier was tight. It was dope. It had George St. Pierre in it. It was excellent. It was it was like, it was, I was a, a fan, fine you know what? fine fine. I was film. a big fan of the Civil War too. It's hard for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, pick I think I personally like Civil War better because Spider Man was in it. I think Civil War but has the best. Fight I scene. will say that you know, Winter Soldier might be objectively a better movie. I didn't. I thought that you know they talked about when Civil War came out that they were trying to really balance it. Like you know, we want half the audience to side with Iron Man and half the audience to side with Cap. And I mean, I you know, I guess it did maybe because I'm just not tuned into a lot of like the people out there. But I was just like, how can you not sympathize with Captain America in this? Like, how can you not? How can you not? But whatever, that's a discussion that, for I another still, day. I still say it was the introduction of Spider-Man into the Marvel universe, which and was just big. balancing all those characters. But that was, was the good. best fight scene. And Ant-Man was awesome and yeah. hilarious. Like, it, it's great because these movies back when they were making movies like Batman and Robin. They had, you know, they you could only have a couple characters, and they all had to be big stars. Now you can have a big star playing this guy, but you know, Sam Jackson might only show up for ninety seconds on screen, and that's fine because that's how comic books really are. Dude, dude. These big stars, these big important characters, might only show up for two pages. It's crazy. That's what me and my and brothers were talking about. It's great that they're today. able to do that now. They got such going on, they can do that, and that's what that's what makes it. Because the new Avengers the movie looks like it looks like everybody in the Marvel I bet Cinematic it's gonna be Universe. Tight. I bet it's going to be tight. And I said, there's no way it can be bad because with all the and cameos, I don't, I don't, I don't just mean like cool and dope when I say tight. I mean like a tightly made film. The Russo brothers are not messing around. This mm-hmm. movie's going to be excellent. So a, it's going to be a Russo brothers style black suit Spider Man to make up for the crime against humanity that was Spider Man Three that we'll get to see soon. And then I and then I posted. Um, and then I posted a GIF from Dumb and Dumber of Jim Carrey saying, "So you're saying there's a chance?" And then I did a little <laughs> black suit Spidey with Star Trek question mark exclamation point, and I did a little drooling emoji. So I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm actually. While I was responding to this, and I started typing that thing out like mad and disappointed and about to go on a rant, and in the middle of it, I got like super optimistic. And I hope I'm right. I hope I just had the ultimate fan prediction. And Spider-Man's gonna get the black suit in Infinity War, which is what happened in the comics, but it was the Infinity Crisis, I think. Unless that was DC. I get those two mixed up. That was before my time. 
Uh, and then he's able to give this, and then maybe the beginning of Venom has him, you know, messing with Eddie Brock and messing with the suit, and he dumps the suit in the, you know, within the first act of that movie in the comics. He just like in Spider-Man Three, it was the church bell. He was under the mm-hmm. church bell because the loud sounds and fire are the only weakness of the symbiote, at least it were in the comics. So that'd be dope. I hope, well, I, I, hope so, I predicted it right. It's all that good be because great. this summer's movies that are coming up that I see like coming out this summer mm-hmm. are so much better than what we just had last summer. There's a lot of big blockbuster movies coming I out this year. Summer being pretty decent though. It was, I don't know, I didn't go to the movies I can't that remember much. what came out last summer. Guardians 2, was that last summer? Guardians 2 was last summer. That was excellent. We had... Was Spider-Man Homecoming last summer? Spider-Man, was it this summer? I think it was last summer. It was. Okay, I think Guardians was, was the beginning. Yeah, because Thor two. was in like November. Justice League. Or no, was Guardians around... No, Wonder <laughs> Woman was around Valentine's Day, so that's DC. So that's not even Marvel. Justice League was like summer. Well, I'm just saying movies in general. Right. Oh, okay. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot. And I forgot about Spider-Man. That was a good memory because that actually boosts up yeah, a little bit. But really, it was average. like Justice League, Guardians of Galaxy, and um, Spider-Man. And mm. that's good, but I feel like this year, just by looking at it, it just has a lot better. And Justice League was entertaining, but it wasn't. It's not. A, it's still not up to Marvel standards. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's not even close to as good as. Is there? Is, can you pull up the movies of this summer? Gabby, because mm-hmm. I know off the top of my head, there's a new Jurassic Park that looks good. Uh, we got, we got, we got Doctor Ian Malcolm. Doctor Ian Malcolm returns, and yeah, The Incredibles too. I've there've been rumors about that movie for forever, like a decade. And, and the that, first one's probably great. my favorite Disney movie that, or Pixar movie. That what first, is that? Pixar, that, Disney? yeah, it's Pixar, Pixar Disney. Yeah, they there was actually one or two movies I think that Pixar made. They like branched off of Disney, then rejoined them. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, that was my favorite one. I love. I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive that was Pixar and Disney. Yeah, that was a great. They, that was a tight movie. Everything was just so perfect. Beautiful everything. plot. Those Pixar movies are no joke. They yeah. they are very well written. They're not. I mean, a lot of kids. A lot of stuff that's written that's made for kids is kind of dumbed down. Like the Emoji movie, it was entertaining, but it was stupid. But The Incredibles was one I thought was perfect for adults too. I mean, it was yeah, even all those for... all those Pixar movies are usually good for perfect for adults also because it's they don't <laughs> screw around. They mm-hmm. don't they don't get cheap when it comes you know, to like character development, and plot, story, baby. and everything. Was that good? Boss, baby. I, I think like that was Dreamworks. That was pretty, Dreamworks that usually was pretty does pretty cute. good. Dreamworks usually does. Alec Baldwin played Dreamworks. the baby. And yeah, it was, it was good. Alec Game Night is a new is a movie that's coming out. That's some. That's a comedy that looks pretty good. But I'm talking like the big smashes. I know okay. Jurassic yeah, Park. There. We have Avengers three. I mean, those two movies alone is just so big. I know we're doing. What are we doing? Aquaman is that this year? I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. <sighs> I love Jason Momoa, Momoa as Cal Drogo. Mm-hmm. You know Aquaman's Cal Drogo, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Game of Thrones, of course. Looks but... like it starts off May 4th as Avenger- Avengers. Infinity and War. I got nothing against him as Aquaman. I just, it's just, it just it feels like they're just, it just doesn't have the magic of Marvel. It still just yeah. doesn't, they're just trying to play catch up and they're just not, they're just fumbling. They're just fumbling. I don't know. Jamming stuff together. The villain was weak. It was taking your uh, phone so long. No, May 18th is uh, Deadpool 2. That's the other one, yeah. You go. I guess does May does May count as summer? I guess so. Yeah, I think so. May twenty fifth, Solo, Star Wars story. That comes out in the summer. May twenty fifth. I'm a little nervous about that movie, to be honest with you. I'm excited that it's coming out, and I'm gonna go see it. But God, I just I hope it's just not Donkey Do. 
Incredibles 2 comes out June 15th. Wow. Then June 22nd is Jurassic World. Let's get the movie in the movie theater. July 6th, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Nice. That's what I'm saying. Look how many movies movies, are listing. Ant-Man was excellent. There's a lot of big ones this summer. I mean, people stuff that, were, like, I have to see. When Ant-Man came out, that was like the first time people were really getting tired of comic book. The first, yeah, the, the first fatigue from the comic book movies, and it didn't get the love that it deserved. It didn't. So it didn't. good. I thought Ant-Man was so very good. Oh, good. Michael Douglas, Paul Rudd. I can't remember who the female lead is. She was excellent. Who's the female lead? I'll have to watch that. I need to watch that soon. What was that, Ant-Man? Yeah, it's good. What do we got next? Oh, uh, well, we uh, right. right. well can you summer. can you click on Ant Man and the Wasp? I want to give the actress some love. I can't remember. I feel like a I feel like when you tell me who it is, is that a remake of Big? What was that? Oh no, no. we'll look at this first. Who we get? Who we get? Evangeline Lilly. I don't know who that is. That's, that's she looks familiar. Yeah, let's see. She's what I was looking for, yeah. Oh, she she's the wasp. I mean she was great in Ant Man. Let's see. She was in The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. So she's in The Hobbit movies. She was Tariel. I haven't seen any of those and I haven't read. Oh, it was Kate from Lost. Is that Kate from Lost? Is that Lost? She was in The Hurt Locker. She, that, that movie won Best Picture of the year. It came out. It beat Avatar. And it was directed by James Cameron's ex-wife. Boom! The one that he cheated on for Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, I think. But I could be wrong. Allegedly. Yeah, Kate from Lost. Love her. She's awesome. She was awesome in Lost. I highly recommend the first like four seasons of Lost too. If you've never seen them. <laughs> okay, I've well, seen the first. First big. one might be the first one's the second best. My favorite. I mean, is are the, you scared of them there remaking a, Big though? No, no, no. That does not remake it. They're just bringing it back for the oh. anniversary. Oh. oh. I like that much better. Probably. Yeah. I don't. Well, want do those. we have to remake Big? Now they probably will if they hear this podcast. They're remaking, and be like, ooh. They're remaking my. They remake everything. My prediction of what was my scariest movie ever. When we did this a few months back on the podcast around Halloween, mm-hmm. and I picked Strangers, they're remaking the Strangers. They're doing another one. Ooh, was it a sequel or a remake? I guess it's kind I of. I want to say it's now. a sequel. Yeah, because that wasn't that long ago. It was maybe like based 10, on true events. Ten years said. ago or something. Yeah, but they're making another one. It looks scary as anything. I think me and my family's going to go see it what, in strangers? theaters. Yeah. Cool. Have, fun. <laughs> Have fun with that. But um, July looks like the end of like you know the summer movies. Yeah, I guess Doesn't August look- everybody's. Probably people are maybe August, people September. are taking their vacations. Well, or when's their... Ven- oh, Venom's not till Venom's October. October 5th. Um, then we get into Mulan live action. I'm really excited for that. Well, next to that, you have X-Men, November, Dark um, Phoenix. That same week That's at X-Men, Dark Phoenix. That's crazy that movie's happening. Oh, executive producer. It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> they always got something. They always just got to give input. Just let us make our art. Yeah. You pay us. Give us the money. We're we'll give you your here. money. We'll make our art. They have to let you know they're still here. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Just I when when I had this real I mean, and it makes sense. I hope I'm right about the black suit Spider Man. I hope I'm right about Tom Holland getting the black suit Infinity mm-hmm. Crisis. I hope that him that, that Eddie Brock and the suit both hate him so I want to see Tom Hardy hate on Tom Holland. Oh. They're both Tom. Well, you're about to go see Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. That comes out this Friday. Mm-hmm. That's going to be excellent. That's going to be excellent. Yeah, I didn't talk about that at all. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is supposed to be... They, I've heard that he his his villain, I don't even know the name of the guy, 
not a very popular, well-known villain at least out, you know, outside of devout Black Panther fans and devout Marvel fans. But they, they're, he's getting some comparisons to Heath Ledger's Joker. Like that, I think. I think this movie also might have another hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But then again, so did Thor three when it first came out, and I love that movie too. But it I does, seen it, it does not deserve hundred percent. I mean, I when I first walked out of the theater, movie. I was still like. I don't know, high off the hype, I guess, and bought in. And I, it was a great movie. But when I got some time to think about it, Thor was a little out of character in that movie. And it, they got like a like an indie art house comedy director to make that movie. And he let Mark Ruffalo and Chris Helmsworth, older boy Helmsworth, I think that's Chris, uh, do a lot of like improv. There was a lot of improv going on in that movie. And you could tell, and comedy is supposed to be part of the comic books and everything, but I don't think Thor is supposed to be quite so comedic. And it just, you know, you, in, yeah, they improv it, so of course he's going to be let out character, because it's hard to improv Thor. Uh, so, yeah, there's, so there's that. So there's that. So, Thor? So I'm cautiously optimistic about Black Panther. I have a, I mean, and Thor was beautiful. They, they really did great things. I mean, they, Jack Kirby is this legendary comic book artist, and he was known for really just, just up in the game and just having beautiful, sprawling, just uses use of color and just... Just, just, and I mean, it was a beautiful movie visually. Just when you see that the alien landscape on the, the the planets that they're on, and just all the stuff they got going on, but it, it it's 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 immense, but it's not cluttered. It's uh, the, the things they did with that movie are very impressive. Like I, uh, you know, I'm not hating on that movie. There's a I, there's a great scene near the beginning of that movie where Thor returns to Asgard, and he's seeing uh, a you know Odin is there. And if you pay attention, you'll know that that's not really Odin because in the end of Thor 2, we see that Loki is taking Odin's place. So it's Loki as Odin, and he's having a play going on in like his 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 place with all his like you know people around him who think he's Odin. You know, the king kicking back, eating grapes, mm-hmm. and the it's a play about Thor and Loki and Odin and the actors that pop in. <laughs> like you know, you'll be like. Ah! And it's in, in addition to the fact that the actors that show up are beautiful, it's beautiful that they're there and they're great, great actors. The the scene itself and the dialogue and the comedy, like it, it's great. Like it, it, injecting the comedy in was awesome. Well, I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, I haven't seen Justice League, and I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. And I plan on watching all of them in my immediate future, nice. along with what is it, The Hateful Eight? Oh yeah, you gotta watch One Hateful Eight. One Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, watch the Hateful Eight. Yeah, watch the Hateful Eight. All right. Well, we hope you had fun coming to the table. We love it when you come by. We really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And by that, I, of course, mean Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, where you can also find the Better Fight cast, your tightest coverage of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts, the purest, best of store to watch for rookie fans and you season vets. Follow Joe Newbauer at Joe Knows MMA, Gabrielle Tambo and at Gabby underscore T, and me, Matt Crocomoto Jr. at Matthew J. Better. We love you guys, girls. Peace.